0: You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today's show is part of the Food for Thought series. We unpack some of the big ideas about food in order to raise the conversation level and stimulate lively discussions about food. It's my pleasure to introduce John Jameson, President and CEO of the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity. Welcome, John.
1: Thank you, Peggy. Great to meet you.
0: It's really great to meet you and I'm so happy that you're here. John, can we get started with what's the mission and mandate for the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity?
1: Yes, well, we're a very new organization. We were formed in 2016 and really with one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to help build trust in the food system with the Canadian consumer, really build that that uh, connection, and you know our mission really is to do that, and we do that in a variety of ways, such as uh, transparent communications uh, by providing research and resources, and playing that uh, kind of that connection role with people in the food system.
0: That's, that's really a great mandate and important work because I find myself, um, I've been in Agrifood my whole life, that sometimes even I'm not sure what to do or where to turn because a study is published and it says one thing and another study is published and says another thing. And so I think that it's really great that a research and evidence-based organization is out there with the intention of to build the bridges and to build the trust and collaboration and communication. Those are all really great things. And I noticed when I was looking at your website that the organization is comprised of a great team and leaders, but there's also a membership structure for the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity and who can be a member and how does that work?
1: So we're really unique in that as an organization, we represent pretty well everyone in the Canadian food system. So we have actually government departments that pay a membership fee and having a past uh, working in government, I know that's a pretty unique situation. We also have uh, national and provincial farm organizations and commodity groups. We have um, um, input suppliers, people that supply you know, the fertilizers and the pesticides and that to the farm community. We have food companies, uh, we have uh, food processors, we have restaurants. So our membership is really broad and that allows us to speak with a united voice from the food system. We also have a uh, a wonderful representative board that represents all those different aspects of, of the food system and also the, you know, the, the geography of Canada because their board comes from folks from all across, all across the country.
0: Wow, what a great network for people to connect in and to hear what's going on. If you were a restaurant, for example, um, in the network, there are suppliers and there are governments. You really kind of get various perspectives to help you make business decisions, but also just to really stay informed on what's important to consumers mm. and uh, really, really great uh, opportunity for members to network in. And as you said, even government is part of it. So it sounds like it's, although you mentioned a new organization, something that people are really, really interested in. And what are some of the ways, John, that the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity provides support to earn public trust?
1: So really we do three key areas that we work on to build that trust. The first one is research and resources. So we do a f- uh, a pretty robust sampling of Canadians and uh, an annual survey of Canadians and what they're thinking about in the food system. Uh, what are the issues that confuse them? What are their opinions? Are we are we getting somewhere in terms of making a better job of that connection? And we we break that down by demographics, by education level, by geography. So that's a really robust report that that our members really appreciate. Um, The second area that we're active in is what I call a coordination role. Because if we, as a food system in Canada, wanna connect with the consumer, we have to have a united approach. It's not not gonna work if it's sector by sector. So CCFI as an organization plays at that linking, of, of the organizations and, and you know when we're finished with this interview a little later on I have a, a group of people from different parts of the food system getting together to have a talk about a coordinated approach to a particular issue. So we play that coordination role in connecting uh, people that might not necessarily be connected in their in their you know normal day-to-day work. And then a new area for us is really providing that transparent two-way communication. So we're building our communications bridge, and and uh, working to offer you know credible in- information to the consumer, but also it has to be a two-way street so that we understand what the consumer is thinking, concerned about, and then able to respond to that. And we do that as a as an entity entity that is, you know, we don't have a lot of skin in the game. We're not trying to sell anything. We don't represent a, a farm organization or a commodity group. So we think that we have some credibility as a, as transparent uh, third party in that manner. Right.
0: And so the since basically what you said the mandate is, is to foster public trust, find out what the public's interested in or concerned about. And so a real uh, power position to be in, as you said, without affiliations or type funding that sort of would make you want to adopt a certain view. And your organization, you had mentioned uh, builds bridges. And what are some of the things that you do in order to do that? Can you tell us more about those bridges and how they're built?
1: Well, I think the the, the most important bridge is that the recognition that building trust in the food system is not just a communications initiative. Right. So, so I think that the, the main piece that we do there is really that, that robust work that we do in, in talking to Canadians and under, helping, helping us understand what motivates them. So last year we, we um, surveyed well over 2,000 Canadians, but we also held, held a number of focus groups across, uh, across the country. And where we sat down with Canadians and talked to them about uh, what interests and, and motivates them. And one of the one of the interesting questions we asked is: how would you define an ideal food system? So Canadians said there are three things that make an ideal food system to us. One of them is transparency, that the industry is open and, and talking about what it's doing and, and maybe a, and, and very authentic. The second one is, that the system focuses on on healthy food the third being that it's equitable that we have access to healthy food regardless if you're in the north or in a rural community or or you know downtown uh, toronto or some other major city in canada so having that that understanding really helps us build a bridge and then we take that material we package it up to the to the food system we provide webinars Amazing. and then we're able to communicate those pieces so it's it's that again i think it all starts with recognizing that it's not a communications initiative, that it's much more than that, and then taking that information and putting it into action.
0: Right, I I agree with you. Communications is really, really important, but it isn't just that, it's about, responding to what consumers wants, what's even possible in the agri-food system, what it can bear. And also, um, when you're talking about the things that are important to Canadians, I think that how well put, you know, equity that we all have food, whether that's the, the north, which we we know we um, need to do a better job there, but also in many of our communities, we have people that are hungry more and more. And, mm-hmm. so, and I'm just so excited by a number of the food rescue programs, and uh, all the wonderful things that it started with a dialogue and raised a awareness. So it seems that you're able to, the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity is able to raise awareness across the agri-food sector on uh, gaps which create or areas of low productivity where they might change that into areas of high productivity. So a lot of opportunity there, that's wonderful. And communication, we have mentioned that, is an important part of the work. And how would a, uh, we've got lots of listeners on the shows, how does someone participate in your surveys uh, if they would be interested in it? Is there a way for the public to get a hold of the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity to participate? Or it, how could people participate if they wanted to partake in the next survey?
1: We, we try to make sure that we... Um... We don't necessarily go out and ask people to participate in their surveys. We, we kind of reach out to them and that's to make sure that the surveys are uh, have integrity and and, uh, and we also we often exclude people that that are actively working in the food system right now because we want to know what uh, normal Canadians do but through our website we do have the opportunity and we and, and we do field a number of queries uh, from Canadians uh, around the food system so they have that ability, to you know to reach out to us. And and I know I've had a number of questions around animal welfare, around hormone and antibiotic use and food production in Canada, uh, you know, the the issues that, that Canadians find important to them. What we do see, and in some cases it's a question of, you know, is this information I'm reading accurate? So what we are seeing is that about 75% of Canadians have indicated that they do some search. On a particular portion of, of the food system. And often it's around nutrition and, and healthy eating, but it's often around uh, climate change and animal welfare and the like. What we do see is that Canadians are confused about what is accurate. And, you know, there's no there's no ability, there's no, you know, key holder on information on the internet to say, you know, right. a, a, a young guy with a website can be as credible as a multinational corporation. Um, so Canadians seem to have a little bit of information chaos in that they struggle to find out what's or see what's accurate. and And there is a fair bit of misinformation. We see that you know during the pandemic there's mm-hmm. that that certainly has impacted our response to to a pandemic with, with some of the misinformation that's out there. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is help uh, Canadians try to understand what's credible and what's not and again to provide that accurate, third-party, transparent view of, of, of what's important to them.
0: Right. And so people can access your website to see what resources are available. And, and mm-hmm. you had mentioned uh, influencers, and you do provide information to the media and influencers based on research and evidence that you have. Mm-hmm. And I know Canada's done a lot of work with Canada's Food Guide, and there's a lot of information there, and it's almost a mini- course in nutrition, if you read it start to finish, because there's a lot of cited resources, a lot of published studies. And so um, that's a good place to look. But also there's other things that come up on a more ad hoc basis that certainly uh, the Canadian Center for Food Integrity is really helping a lot with. That's that's really wonderful, John. We'll delve a little bit more into values after the break. So after the break, we'll hear more about consumer trust from John Jameson, president and CEO of the Canadian Center for Food Integrity. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980cfpl.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. We're speaking with John Jameson, President and CEO at the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity. John, we've been talking about food integrity, but what is food integrity?
1: I would define food integrity as the expectation from the public that the food industry in Canada will act in a way that's responsible, accurate, transparent, and in a way that serves and protects the interests of Canadians. And that we do that by providing safe, affordable food and really act on behalf of the public.
0: There's a lot embedded in that definition and, and the, the addition that it's affordable and available and, and integrity and nutritious, there is a lot there. So thank goodness the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity and all partners and those who are they there working, building this amazing system, our farmers and uh, many participants that are uh, helping us all eat all the food that we do and even throughout the pandemic. John, in your experience, what builds public trust in the agri-food system?
1: Well, we, uh, and I'm not going to get into this in, in great detail, detail, but we actually have identified seven elements of trust building. And we did that uh, a couple of years ago in a piece of work we did. Mm -hmm. And those seven elements, and I'll just touch on a few of them. One of them is motivation. And we talk about that acting in a manner that's um, ethical and consistent with the stakeholders interests. that that recognition that we're doing what we can for the public good. Um, Transparency that being disclosed that disclosure that we share information, that's both positive and negative. That we engage our stakeholders and understand what they're thinking. That you share information that's relevant. That you're clear, concise, and accurate in the information, and that you have credibility. It is not, it's not complicated, but it's not easy.
0: Yes. So easily said, but not easily done. So uh, very, very good to know, though, that you've been able to put a framework together to guide dialogue and to actually um, hold down, you know, when things start to swirl or get a little chaotic that you've got a reference point and it's published on your website. So that's really great in terms of the way we're going to proceed forward to find uh, greater public trust in the agri-food system or to build what's already there. And you had mentioned transparency and what elements of transparency have the Canadian center for food integrity discovered to foster that transparency.
1: So again, it's, it's really being what I call authentic and sometimes, uh, being, being authentic means that, you know, we're not necessarily scared to show our warts or stretch marks. I should say that, you know, that, that not everything is perfect and, you know, We believe that the public expects progress, but they don't expect perfection. So if we can can talk about how the food system in Canada is on a path of continuous improvement and we know that, then that helps build that transparency. We also need to be able to answer consumers' questions in a timely and accurate manner, that we share information. Uh, As much as possible, and if and if it points out, you know, if we're pointed out that there's some gaps in what we're sharing, then maybe we we do our best to to do that. When I worked in government, um, one of the one of the things that we tried to do over the last uh, number of years was was what we call open government, where you made data available, as much information available to the public as possible. And we need to think of doing something similar in the food system, and and we are doing that. We're we're reporting on sustainability measures. We're not just um, creating claims. You have to follow those claims up with, with uh, accurate information about how you're, you're progressing in that manner. So transparency to me is the foundation of building trust and, and recognizing that when there are flaws, we need to take action to, to repair that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And you kept using the word progress. And I think we're going for progress, not perfection, right? And you had mentioned values, John, and talking about value alignment in the building of trust with consumers. And what values are top of mind today?
1: A piece of work we did a couple of years ago is we looked at um, the values of Canadians as a whole, people in the food system. And we also looked at Gen Zs and millennials, as we know that they're becoming a more important component of the uh, purchasing public. And there are a few common denominators when we we looked at those values. The first one was sustainability. Almost everyone recognizes the need for sustainability in our food system. And, And that can mean different things to different people, but it often means activities that are that are good for the climate and good for the environment. But it also means that, uh, you know, uh, social well being of, of folks is, is taken into consideration, and the economic component of, of that. Um, we also know that uh, across the board, there's a lot of support for equity, diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And and that's, a, that's an extremely important value that, that we're seeing. Um, again, that need for accuracy, that need for recognizing um, workers rights in the food system. So all of those values are common across uh, across the board, whether you work in the food system or whether you don't. And that's where we need to focus our work and our communications um, in order to build that link with the consumer.
0: Right. And I think everyone's concerned with environmental and social sustainability, and, and the other things that you mentioned as well. So I, I think it's great that the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity is there building bridges across the agri food system and increasing consumer trust. And I could talk to you all day, John, but I am I'm, we're all out of time. And I'm wondering if you had any final thoughts you'd like to offer our listeners about food integrity or the centre.
1: One of the one of the key pieces that we we recognized uh, over the last few years in our research is that Canadians are becoming more and more concerned about food affordability right. and food availability. Mm-hmm. and all that that concern underpins you know all our work in in our in our food system. and you know we're very fortunate most people are very fortunate in Canada to have Access to healthy, affordable food, but there are people that that struggle with that, and it's something that we need to think about mm-hmm. uh, as a sector. We also know that that Canadians are increasingly concerned about climate change, and its and its impact. And uh, so, those are the things that we need to think about as we as we move forward as an industry, and uh, think about how you know the technologies that we use in the food system often support affordable food you know, we need to be able to communicate the values of of those technologies and what they do and how they promote affordable food and how they act in the public good. So those are the sort of the things that we're thinking about uh, as we move forward as an industry and as an organization.
0: Yeah, well, that's um, I think really, really important work. And you mentioned the public good many, many times throughout the interview. And I can't help but think certainly the affordability of food and thinking about strategies across the sector because a lot of farmers they can't produce it for any less Mm -hmm. and yet the consumer can't pay any more so this this seems like it could be the forming of a perfect storm but i think that these are moments where there's real innovation possible And uh, I think that areas of low productivity can be turned into areas of high productivity. So we've seen now that I've I've been familiar with food banks, which we're very grateful for most of my life, but I wasn't as familiar. And we're starting to see more recently the food rescue program. Mm -hmm. So that's an innovation. And uh, I think it's a one way that can give us hope in the agri-food system, one, that there is responsiveness, two, that there are solutions that are for the public good, and that we can find those if we keep looking. So thank you very much, John, for our conversation today and for sharing with us the many, many contributions of the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity, and uh, to all the members and to the team. So thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you, Becky.
0: Thank you. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with John Jameson, President and CEO of the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity. Each week we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about, what values are important to you in our food system. Something to do, go to foodintegrity.ca to find research, education and more on building consumer trust in Canada. Next week on Food for the Future, we'll continue the Waste Not series in which we discuss food waste and what households can do to help feed a hungry home, community and human family. Thank you to our Platinum Level sponsors, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8.30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.